0: Justin and I explore Wikipedia's super awesome pseudoscience list. And yes, I am making obnoxious air quotes with my hands when I say the word pseudoscience. If you're a visual person and you would rather experience this podcast as a video, head on over to our Locals page, Conscious Awesome, Locals.com. And you know what? Even if you're not a visual person, even if you're completely satisfied with just an audio podcast, I still recommend joining us over on Locals because it's where we have special offerings. It's where the community hangs out. It's where we host live streams. Really, it's where super extra special fun happens. ConsciousAwesome.Locals.Com as well. Stock up on your favorite chocolate at YesCacao.Com and track Danny's everything at quantumlanguaging.com DannyCats.Com, DannyCats.Locals.Com. Whoo! All right, let's get on with the show.
1: Yes. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Extra yeses, extra yeses today. Hello and welcome to the Conscious Awesome Show with your hosts, your co hosts. Well, hosts would indicate plural. There are two of us Danny Katz, my lovely co host, and Justin Polgar. That's myself. And we're here to explore Conscious Awesome, as in what's awesome about consciousness. Do you know consciousness is just the fabric of all every thing and no thing that we're witnessing. And uh it actually occurred to me the other day that there's this uh subjective view that I'm raising my consciousness. We desire you as my co host, we're we're all working on and putting energy and intention into raising consciousness. And I was thinking about how we speak to the generational differences and how uh you know as generations, uh, you know, subsequent generations, become more conscious, and I thought, you know, I think there's something in the field that's raising everyone's consciousness. It's not even that I, that, that I need to wake people up, because there's this conversation I have about the necessity to wake people up. It's that everyone is, by virtue of the field waking up. I just wake me up. You wake you up. Everyone's waking themselves up. The vibration of the field rises, and it automatically happens. People's light bulbs go off. People get red-pilled. All of these things that are happening, it's not that I feel the full burden. You know, sometimes it feels a little overwhelming. So there, there was a nice little download about that, uh, about how it's not a generational thing so much as everyone right now has the experience and the ability to tap into this rising consciousness that's happening. Seems obvious, but it was just a nice clarity about how there's momentum in this.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that clarity. I appreciate you sharing that clarity and especially the reminder, I like that your face is on the thing. Especially the reminder that, that we don't have to wake anyone up. And I and, and what I notice especially about that is that when I take on that distorted thought form that I need to wake people up, I'm lowering my, like, that has me in a contracted vibration because I'm feeling pressure and I'm feeling like it's all on me and I'm alleging separation and there's this idea of failure and I'm not doing it. So, like, that is the antithesis to raising the collective vibration. So. That's my new catch for myself, is when I catch myself thinking that, I know, no, 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 no. My task is to merely raise my own vibration and radiate that vibration and gift that into that the collective field. Also, mm-hmm. little quantum languaging hack, and I'm just gonna say this for myself, I personally am not working on expanding my consciousness. I am in the process of expanding my consciousness because the word work is encoded with frequencies of obligation and burden and heaviness, and do we really need to call in those frequencies?
1: Mm, no, there is no need. I like the process, process.
0: Pro, we like process.
1: pro. We're pro. 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 We're working on it. We, we are in the process of becoming pros at the show.
0: That's it. We're also
1: working on our pros. <laughs> pun fantastic, ladies gentlemen, oh, wow. yes, let's jump right in here, my dear friends and listeners, my dear co-host today our topic is what's the name of our topic? I know what we're talking about we're talking about we're talking about
0: pseudoscience as according to the alleged authority that is wikipedia
1: wikipedia so the topic is really um it's like a uh, pseudo sources <laughs> it's uh i mean what's a, what's a good catchy here and we've been talking about this without talking about the title for oh, it p-
0: pseudo truth but it's not it's not even pseudo truth it's like uh fact-checker fuckery.
1: Ah, I like that.
0: Wikipedia is considered the number one fact-checking site on the internet, which I find, I would find it hilarious (laughs) if it wasn't leaving like a trail of destruction throughout the multiverse.
1: Maybe we can get into that a little bit Uh, because I think I I myself use Wikipedia. Uh, I know a lot of people use Wikipedia, but it's how we use it. Uh, For example, one of the things that instigated this conversation was this laughable laughable technique of looking at pseudoscience to know what therapies, what things might actually be effective. What is at the cutting edge? What are the things that are more powerful than uh, what we're given?
0: You can pretty much guarantee that If Wikipedia has deemed it pseudoscience, then it's a superhero tool that you want to check out and get involved in ASAP. The way that I happened upon this little, this little glitch in the Wikipedia matrix was that I was looking up astrology on Wikipedia a couple years ago. And it was just a complete discrediting of the entire field of astrology, which is what, several thousand years old and crosses multiple cultures, and it was deemed a pseudoscience, and my thought was, if this is a user-generated, like, all-volunteer, collectively-written encyclopedia, then why would someone who doesn't believe in astrology take the time to create an astrology entry? It doesn't make sense. There are plenty of people who are really believe in the veracity of astrology, who I'm sure would leap at the chance to write about it. And then I started to notice throughout, you know, other other instances of looking up the repetition of this one word, pseudoscience, pseudoscience, and it, it kept coming up. Like, if someone doesn't believe in applied kinesiology, then why would they go to the trouble to write about it? And then I just broke down and did the very simple Wikipedia pseudoscience search, and it <laughs> was in hysterics over their list
1: it's a pretty complete list it's a long list
0: we're not on it yet
1: that's a goal a goal
0: that is a goal yes that is the ultimate goal to make the wikipedia pseudoscience list
1: (laughs) if yesology the study of the word yes makes the when Yesology makes the pseudoscience list on Wikipedia. I'll know that we've done something great.
0: Aho, my friend. My in the sense- same way. Well, oh, go ahead.
1: You sense. Uh, in, in the same way that when someone is censored uh, on social media platforms these days, there's, there's a credibility factor in that.
0: Odell Bigtree, you know, Stefan Molyneux. Way to get yourselves taken off the web for speaking too much truth.
1: Yeah, for well, for activating your First Amendment right. Yes. Can't have too much of that because it would confuse people. And uh, confusing people leads to vulnerable people that, man, they, they might just be able to be taken advantage of more so.
0: Well, I'm happy to know that big tech cares so much about my well-being. I really... It feels comfortable resting in that big tech, big pharma, big agriculture, like the I government, just government.
1: The government big regulatory agencies.
0: It touches me how they're really going the distance right now to protect us. So thank the American
1: you guys. people. The
0: and American. the people of the
1: world for that matter.
0: Absolutely. Especially the ones in Africa that Bill Gates like to experiment on.
1: That's why we're thriving as humanity. Yeah. <laughs> We have so much opportunity to thrive. If this is where we are now, which yes, we are wrought with problems. Yes, we have a lot of we have a lot of things that are suboptimal and barely surviving. That means that there's a lot of opportunity for us to upgrade, increase, heighten vibration, bring new technologies. Some of the technologies that uh, you know that I just come across or hear in conversation, I'm like, yes. Yes, let's, yeah. Did you see that Orion Morningstar video yesterday he posted? It was a suit. He was showing the signs. It looks like it was at least 10 years old, the video. It was about uh, using magnets and superconductors for locked position uh, flotation and levitation. It was like a super levitation. You could get things to move and stop. You could hold things in certain positions. It was so cool to see and then also thinking about all the applications we have a lot of opportunity new earth boom boom new new earth uh as we all agree to walk in that direction is a is a raising it's it's getting the collective to elevate the our functionality and and uh as well Oh, now that you say that, putting the fun and functional. That was last week? Yeah! that two weeks ago?
0: I feel like that was last week, but I named it episode 17.
1: Ah, I love our nonlinear.
0: We're so (laughs) nonlinear. I thought, yes, I also thought that was last week and had been editing it this week. We can figure that out after.
1: (laughs) We'll figure it out. Thanks for uh, tuning in for our logistics there. Uh yeah so we have a lot of opportunities i'm super excited about where we can go and where we will go where we are going and where we are in the process of going yes. so speaking of going uh and let's just roll into this topic because i think it may be enlightening for some of our listeners to uh who use wikipedia uh just to check things or to to find you know validity because essentially wikipedia has replaced the encyclopedia going to encyclopedias like the Encyclopedia Britannica, which was in print and thus not editable, not edited, you know, after the fact or for some purpose. It's in print, and so there's a there's a, a almost a posterity in that. Well,
0: there's more of a permanence, it's less fuck withable.
1: Yeah, less fuck withable. <laughs> there, it's interesting to if you have them a moment to check. What Wikipedia says about something, you know something that's i guess could be controversial find something that's controversial, look it up on Wikipedia and then look it up on uh, in a in an encyclopedia Britannica
0: one thing I've taken to doing is when I look up definitions online, there's mm-hmm. the Google definition and then I'll check it against the Cambridge definition and it's amazing to see how Google just feel so free to change definitions these days
1: (laughs) to make it relevant with the times
0: p.s if anyone watching has a spare oed old printed dictionary please send it to me because i'm inviting a a solid resource that i can trust that isn't the internet given how quickly the powers that were taking it upon themselves to rewrite history and words
1: (laughs) yeah there's there's an advantage and there's a deep, deep, deep value in, in seeing things for more than just what is going on right now, in being able to use the past for context. If we, when we look at the past honestly, then we're able to see what the future can be more clearly and correct here in the present.
0: 100%.
1: So in this, uh, in the credibility indicator that is, wikipedia because it's it's not just uh information it comes with a certain hmm, how should we say subjective slant
0: (laughs) just a little we need only look at their donor list to get a feel for their subjective slant
1: Um, would you like to go into that sure maybe name off a few
0: do we want to start there
1: let's start there because that kind of frames it
0: okay so this is a short list i made a written Ooh, with ink. Um, yes, with ink. I'm, I'm so old school that way. Um, so this is a short list of Wikipedia. So Wikipedia takes donations through their parent company, Wikimedia. And as I list these, I just want you guys to to feel into like, hmm, why would these companies be investing so much money because a lot of these donations are like in the multi millions and tens of millions every year so just ask yourselves why would these companies be putting so much money into an online encyclopedia here we go
1: and and you know with in a caveat with that aside so you could think that's just goodwill and then just go (laughs) another step just go another step beyond that if it's if goodwill and or if it wasn't goodwill what other reasons might, might be there, you know, because uh, being skeptical is an important piece of dissecting and understanding and then unifying our creation here.
0: 100%. Okay, so here is our, now I just pulled up the digital so that you guys don't have to see me look down so much. Okay, so short list includes Alphabet. So Alphabet is the pharmaceutical corporation that owns Google. Amazon, Facebook, Microsoft, Apple, Boeing, Chevron, Netflix, Disney, J.P. Morgan Chase, Coca-Cola, AT&T, Merck, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Goldman Sachs, Deutsche Bank, they're in the news a lot lately, Charles Schwab, Exxon Mobil, a company known for their do-gooding and altruism, the New York Stock Exchange, Pfizer, Shell, Verizon, just a few.
1: They have quite the connections. It's a pretty good donor network.
0: Pretty good donor network.
1: Have we looked into the, uh, the founder of Wikipedia?
0: So Wikipedia was founded by two dudes, one of whom has left and who speaks out publicly about how they're not neutral, they have no ethics, They're completely crooked. Um, I think his name is Larry Sanger. He said um, their neutral point of view policy is dead. Um, And that they've, Wikipedia has come out and said that they're opposed to neutrality. The co-founder Jimmy Wales, so he's the one who's still there. Um, He calls proponents of alternative healing modalities lunatic charlatans
1: mm-hmm. nothing wrong with the moon nothing wrong with the moon no but it does fall into the astrology category since it's it fake up there
0: it's, fake. it's not a thing there's no moon
1: there are people that really i'm sure you am sure There
0: is the conspiracy theory that the moon is the only thing in our universe that doesn't spin, therefore it's an abandoned dead spaceship and not a living thing. I haven't been to the moon, I can't really say.
1: I don't have firsthand experience. I do love looking up into the sky and seeing the moon, though. Seeing the moon does give me a great sense of joy and calm. Okay. I'm kind of a lunatic. i'll be the first
0: i'm a super lunatic as well
1: mm-hmm. be a nice t-shirt super lunatic
0: yeah that's a good one okay okay so justin and i went through the lengthy list of wikipedia's pseudoscience categories and we chose a few to just drop in about to affirm Wikipedia's brilliant decision to completely discount all of these things. So, Justin, do you wanna start?
1: Yes, I'm happy to start. Um, it is a long list, it is a lot of things we can go into. I, I, do, like, um, I do like that we, let's just start up there um, in the skies and how they relate and anchor into certain cultures, like the Dogons. For our audience members. And actually, you know, when I think Dogon, the first thing I think of is the photo shoot that we did for our t-shirt company. What is that? Uh, More than a decade ago. Because I got to wear that Dogon hat during the photo shoot. Such a cool hat.
0: Super cool.
1: If you can Um, get a Dogon hat, you jump on that.
0: Oh, hell yeah. So the Dogon are an ancient African people who have this astounding knowledge of the stars, and of mathematics, and of Sirius B. I, myself, was in a Dogon mystery school back in the day, in Watts. <laughs> I was the only white girl there, and I would drive on the weekends, and learn all these like cool Dogon rituals and practices and chants. It was really fun. Um, but according to Wikipedia, the Dogon people uh, their knowledge of Sirius B, their knowledge of astrology and, ast- excuse me, of astronomy and of mathematics is all bullshit. That, that apparently doesn't exist and didn't happen at all.
1: What, what are they classified as?
0: What is Wikipedia classified as?
1: Yeah, I mean, if it's not real, then what is it?
0: Um, like what's
1: the discredit technique?
0: Okay, so it says... A series of claims that the Dogon tribe knew about the white dwarf companion of Sirius, meaning Sirius B, despite it being invisible to the naked eye, and knew about it for reasons other than being told about it by visiting Europeans, is false.
1: Oh, there's <laughs> a lot in there.
0: We can do a whole show just on this.
1: Visiting Europeans have enlightened the Dogon tribe as to what their history is about.
0: Yes, and what the sky is about. And it, it is apparently, according to Wikipedia, impossible for the Dogon people to know anything on their own without the help of the white colonial settlers who taught them.
1: Oh, I mean, that's, I'm not going to say the R word, but it's kind of leaning in that direction
0: kind of leaning in that direction. And I, you know, I'm not one to throw out that word either, but it seems like the pro-Wikipedia crew is really fond of that word these days, really fond of that line of thinking. And I love how they're just like completely discounting uh, this ancient indigenous people's knowledge because whoever wrote this Wikipedia entry doesn't understand how they came to it.
1: So there's a fallacy in this, and in a lot of a lot of the way that people think, is that if I don't understand it, then it's not real.
0: Then it didn't happen.
1: Then it didn't happen. The
0: arrogance. I love the the arrogance and the narcissism informing this point of view. It's the same narcissism and arrogance that I find defending willful ignorance and claiming that um, facts and narratives that they know nothing about are conspiracy theory. Because I don't know it and I don't have that information, it's not true because I'm the center of the multiverse.
1: Yeah, there's, um, that's probably totally true and shouldn't be questioned <laughs> at so, all.
0: I was in Argentina when I had my first experience with Sirius B. Mm -hmm. And I was staying at a friend's ranch way out in the country. And it was late at night. We were all like hanging out around the campfire. And I was looking up at the sky. And there was this one star that whenever I looked at it, like time space would kind of tunnel in on me. And it had this very audible like, And when I would turn my attention to other stars, it didn't happen. It was only that one star and I found out that that star was Sirius B and that's how I, that was sort of my invitation to deepen my relationship with Sirius B and to catch myself up to speed. But according to Wikipedia, that didn't happen unless a European person told me about it, Sirius B.
1: Or was with you to guide you through the process.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: but So then let me just be clear about this. So it is not, it is visible in the sky. I've, I think that I've you know, used one of those apps and as I scroll around the sky, I'm pretty sure I've come across Sirius B and been able to see it, if it's a very clear. Or am I just looking at Sirius?
0: That's a good question. I thought it was Sirius B, and I thought it was, like, one of the ends of Orion's Belt, like, the sort of longer end.
1: I'm going to look it up as we're talking about it.
0: Okay. That That might be incorrect, but I... Um, yeah, so the Dogon people, seriously, that, that was one that I chose also because the Dogon people are so magical. They have this really interesting connection with dolphins as well. Yeah. And and just from my own experience in a Dogon mystery school and and being able to have some experience of that lineage and that wisdom, I just thought it was hilarious that Wikipedia took it upon itself to discredit the whole thing.
1: So I, Sirius is part of the Canis Major, uh, the dog, dog, dog party there. Um, it's just, it's near Orion. Um, you know, I'm looking up on this, on this app and it doesn't have Sirius B, doesn't have Sirius B uh, articulated. However, uh, I know that I've seen maybe that just this app doesn't have it, but it's close to Sirius. They're connected. Serious and serious
0: B. Well, and also the fact that the, you know, they're not the only culture to have tracked astronomy without our modern day tools. The Maya did the same thing. So I would assume that Wikipedia would allege that they also didn't do that unless white people came in and taught them with their holy what about
1: the, um? What about the Aboriginal people of Australasia and Australia?
0: Wrong! They know nothing!
1: Well, 40,000 years, what could they have possibly learned? Yes. Yeah. So that's, you know, so that's one thing. That would be the first one, right? So you have this, the Dogon people and their anecdotal evidence of, of uh, you know, learned information through generations handed down from an ancient culture in Africa, which was uh, probably inhabited for much longer than where the people that actually know are inhab- inhabiting and have uh, unbroken, they have an unbroken chain of information that has come through and evolved, I'm sure. I'm sure just like any information that goes generation to generation, it gets improved upon, it gets evolved. Certain people come up through and get downloads and add to the prophecy. Uh, well,
0: and as well, just some some honoring of indigenous cultures and their relationship to the natural world. And if they're tapping in in ceremony or in meditation or in the dream time, like just because we don't know it and we don't understand why doesn't, to discount their methods is completely insane and really disrespectful.
1: Super disrespectful. Makes me really trust Wikipedia a little bit more.
0: I love Wikipedia. I'm, I'm gonna donate some money to them as, along with George Soros.
1: Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah. That guy. Uh, let's, let's jump into the applied kinesiology because I have a lot of firsthand experience with this. I believe you do as well.
0: Yes, I love, so I picked the applied kinesiology um, because I have a big swoony crush on Dr. David Hawkins who created applied kinesiology and also because it is one of my superhero tools that moves me throughout the world. Applied Kinesiology is muscle testing and- Also
1: known as muscle testing. Yes. Yes.
0: A short, a, like a really simple example of how I used it in my life was I was taking the written test to get my motorcycle license and I failed miserably. I, I have my track record at those written DMV tests is pretty consistent in my failing. I. I asked if I could take it right away. I didn't even read the questions. I just muscle tested all of them and I got 100%.
1: Epic. (laughs) And the idea behind kinesiology, applied kinesiology, is that, at least in my understanding, is that the mind can get in the way. And the body, your kinesiology, the vibration of your body, the cellular intelligence, all of the other areas of intelligence in the body, including the gut, all have your interests, maybe even more so, have your best interests in mind and the, the vitality of your vehicle called your human body. And uh, yeah, if you are in your mind about things, then there necessitates some logic or some reason why something is valid as opposed to what just is. Uh, in the applied kinesiology of things, I use uh, muscle testing most most every day. and for people that don't feel like it works for them, it's just a practice, it's a muscle it's a familiarity so if if uh, when when you have the experience of not trusting your kinesiology, that's okay right because what's not what's the not trusting apparatus it's the mind doubting it.
0: What do you use applied kinesiology every day for?
1: I, I, mean, I use it for simple things uh, like, um, yesterday I was debating whether to ship some packages, uh, which I could have sh- I could ship today or I could ship yesterday, and um, you know it's a little bit delicate shipping chocolate because temperatures, um, and when it's super hot places. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing is that when I when it leaves my door, I don't really have control over it except for the ice pack and the insulation. And we ship things to, uh, to Phoenix and it's 110 degrees and things get there immaculate, perfect. And sometimes if I tap into the field, I'll get a no, don't send it today and it's very strong. And I follow that. And um, when I have ignored that in the past, fuckery happens. Like the person happened to not be at their house and the thing ended up getting left on their patio, on their deck, like things like that, where there's no possible way for my mind to calculate the algorithms and the possibilities of where someone might be at the time that the package arrives. However, my body, which is plugged into, a, into the news sphere, that allows me to... Just to check in. I mean, I also do it with like which brand of olive oil to get. I might do it for uh, whether or not to um, do a cold shower.
0: Why would no. you get a no? <laughs> um,
1: you know, that's interesting. I I was curious about that because I just I just get in the habit of muscle testing, and so when I get a no, and I was curious, it happened a few times. It's typically after, um, and and there's writings about this too. It's not super vital to do a cold shower after you ejaculate. Okay, cool. It's a little depleting. Okay. You got to build the stores a little bit more.
0: I use applied kinesiology because my body's so sensitive to foods. So it's a really easy way for me to check if something's gonna serve me, if something isn't gonna serve me. Uh, Like you, I use it every day throughout the day. Um, yesterday I used it cause I was getting this hit to go to the thrift store and my mind was like, no, I should write. There's nothing, I, I shouldn't be doing that. And it kept coming and I checked, I, I muscle tested myself and, and it said, go. And there were three things there that I had been looking for that I actually needed and So things that like, I use them a lot of times for things that are like a crapshoot. like Or also because I'm an air sign, like you're an air sign and I can get that like analysis paralysis and I don't know, and you know, it can just give me a really clear yes or no. Or I was invited to, you know, a summer solstice ceremony and I got, I muscle tested no. And then I found out after that it was kind of a disaster.
1: Yeah, there's there's a fun game to play in trusting that. And there's no like, you're not going to find some proof that if you if you do or do not use applied kinesiology you're going to have this intended life path that you do it's just it's just a tool it's just a tool that can be um an ally of confidence
0: i feel like i agree it is absolutely a tool and it is a super empowering tool and i feel like that's one of the reasons why it's on Wikipedia's list, because when we know our own internal yes and no, then we're never gonna defer to some authority, alleged authority, telling us what's best for us. When we have that tool dialed, and I can ask my body if this works for me, if this isn't, then the whole you know, pretend power structure isn't gonna work with me.
1: Yeah, there's, um, there's a deferring is a differing what is uh, what is wikipedia aside from saying it's a pseudoscience does it mention the the roots of it does it talk about where it came from does it mention paul hawkins
0: david hawkins paul hawkins david hawkins
1: awesome also awesome
0: um excellent question let's see it the the health and medicine section is definitely the lengthiest Applied kinesiology is a technique in alternative medicine claimed to be able to diagnose illness or choose treatment by testing muscles for strength and weakness. According to their guidelines on allergy diagnostic testing, the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology stated there is no evidence of diagnostic validity of applied kinesiology. So this is one little area of of allergy diagnosis. Another study has shown that as an, evaluate, as an evaluative method, applied kinesiology is no more useful than random guessing. So it says another study, but it doesn't tell us what that other study is.
1: There's no reference to it.
0: I mean, I, oh, let's see. Let's click the reference. The reference is from a June 1988 American Diet Association paper that says applied kinesiology unreliable for assessing nutrient status. So they take, this is how Wikipedia works. They take a study about nutrient assessment, and then they apply it to completely discount the whole thing in saying, I'm sorry, I'm looking for it because I just got distracted by the whole psychology section. Surprise. Um, Surprise, there's so many crazy things on here. in saying, is no more useful than random guessing, as though that applies to the whole methodology of applied kinesiology versus just testing nutrients. So guys, just clue into how Wikipedia is fucking with you. And then it says, and the American Cancer Society has said that scientific evidence does not support the claim that applied kinesiology can diagnose or treat cancer or other illness. Of course the American Cancer Society would not support that because the American Cancer Society needs cancer to be thriving, to be in business and to have a thing.
1: Yeah, there's there's a a cognitive disconnect there with, you know, it's, it's part of what you talk about in quantum languaging. We talk about positioning yourself as anti to something. You need the other thing to exist to give you purpose and validity. Exactly. Another place where I just remembered, another place that I just remembered, uh, we both are um, clients, patients of my brother, Randall. Dr. Randall. uh, Who uses applied kinesiology for nutrition. Dr. Randall. Um, And I've had some pretty rad experiences with him recommending and using my using my kinesiology to determine amounts of nutrients, which nutrients to have based on things that are subtle and typically based on things that have not ended up with symptomology that would give me the like, oh, I need to go to the doctor for this or something. It's catching things at a much more subtle and that subtle layer and that subtle energy body that's communicating to us all the time. Um, I would rather be aware of something early of like oh it would be helpful for me to increase my zinc uptake something like that yeah i wouldn't my mind wouldn't necessarily and it, yeah yeah
0: i had a health issue a few years ago when i came back from that motorcycle trip across india and various doctors didn't know what was going on and I saw a really spendy functional medicine guy who did like $2,500 worth of blood work and we we were kind, we were going through the labs in that Western medical way and he was at a loss and he threw his hands up and he was like, yeah, I don't know. And then I went to a naturopath who with muscle testing had me back on my feet in less than a month. She didn't do any tests. She was just using applied kinesiology and she's the one who ultimately got me healthy.
1: And typically I would, I recommend, you know, as you're, as you're sleuthing through and figuring out what's going on in your life, whether it's a challenge or whether you're stacking yourself for some awesome adventure, why not utilize applied kinesiology? Because what's the, what's the drawback? no can, no
0: profit for the pharma, for
1: big pharma yeah but like that's actually not a dry, that's a that's a how do you do it?
0: what is your own personal technique for muscle testing
1: i do index finger and thumb as tight as i can other index finger and thumb so i do like an okay sign for those of you who are listening i have a, a on the video you can see but for those listening i make an okay sign and i take the other fingers, index, and thumb, put that in, uh, insert into the okay sign, and then I, I'll ask a question. It's a yes, no question, which is also nice to get into the simplicity of that, where you're not asking what should I, what groceries should I get today? You're not gonna.
0: Yeah, it's a yes, not, no.
1: It's a yes, no structure. No. So that kind of keeps it very simple and also or an exercises. Or an either Either or also works. Um, the, Opening of my fingers, if I ask a question like, Am I a 70 year old woman? and I open as much as I try to hold, and I'm really trying to hold my fingers together on the okay sign. I'm a 70 year old woman, it's not holding. I'm a 38 year old male, I'm not even really pinching my fingers together, and I still can't open it. Mm-hmm. So there's that yes, no. Um, nice. And that's just the way that I've, you know, there's you know, moving your arm, you know, holding your arm out. But this is easy in like a grocery store or, you know, if I'm in a if I'm at a pro Wikipedia conference and I don't necessarily want people to think I'm a lunatic, then I'll just use that. You can almost do it in your pocket. Looks like you're playing with yourself and you are. <laughs> so I, I I really I, I think uh, things like applied kinesiology, which are so simple that a child could learn and do these things seem like a no-brainer in the School of Yesology, and also, and it's actually literally a no-brainer because we're subvert, we're going around the brain. And uh, it just seems like a great thing for children to learn, to know as they build their confidence of, of learning how to navigate life.
0: Totally, it just takes away so much mind fuckery. Even, you know, taking away from health or nutrition or all the other applications, if it's just, should I go on a date with this person? Should I go to this party? You know, like all these things that we can waste a lot of time looping, just muscles that, no, it's not a line and move on.
1: And trust it and roll with it. Just if you, if you give yourself two weeks of just only doing what your muscle testing allows you to do, and then play with that.
0: Yes. Yes, this right. is hard for our audience. Even when you're at the market, you know, if you're gluten intolerant, touch a loaf of bread and muscle test yourself and then touch a banana and notice the difference. And, you, you know, you can just start to pick up, like, what, how it's going to work for you. Because there is a little bit of a learning curve. And, you know, for me, I use my non-dominant uh, ring finger and my thumb, and I just pull like that. There is a little bit of a learning curve of figuring out what's the best method for you and then knowing you know, your strength and all those pieces. So I feel like the market's a great low stakes way to do it as far as with your intake. Like, is it in my highest and best interest to drink this cup of coffee at 11 p.m., you know, and notice what your note is going to be?
1: The way that you just frame that as well, that's that's also part of the art is, it is, is it in my highest and best interest?
0: Yes. To yeah.
1: fill in the blank. Not should I, right? Because that's not actually... It's not actually giving you a very clear question. Like, should I go check my mail right now?
0: Yeah, I don't know what that means. As
1: opposed to, is it in my best interest? Feel the difference of those two.
0: Yeah. Is my highest success in X? Blah, blah, blah.
1: So what... Um, Can we tell fluoride? One. Yeah, let's go to fluoride, which um, I was reading the fluoride post in Wikipedia, and I was actually kind of surprised um, because... It's pretty, you know. It's it's basically saying that it's a it's a harmful that it's a harmful chemical or a molecule that is uh, found in groundwater.
0: Found in groundwater.
1: It is naturally found in in a lot of groundwater.
0: Lie. Lie.
1: So I,
0: true.
1: <laughs> I, I noticed that in other research outside of the Wikipedia. Um, Fluoride is a byproduct and also there's fluoride and then there's another similar sounding element uh, that is a byproduct of making aluminum uh, tin as well, I think. And that gets washed into the groundwater. That gets washed in. So it gives a little bit of an incomplete picture. It's just basically saying, well, the planet is giving you this. You know, it's like, uh, it's naturally occurring. It's okay. kind of the...
0: So, I just wanna make sure I'm following because I didn't see it on the Wikipedia. Wikipedia acknowledges that fluoride is bad for the health, but it it purports that it ne- occurs naturally in our drinking water.
1: Which is why it needs to be, you know, why filtered water. It kind of, what the impression that I got was, it's not safe to drink like well water, for example, without testing it, which, in general, it's a good idea to test well water and spring water. And um, it, it just, it alleged to give a, an explanation, and I had further questions. You know, it's kind of supposed to be a one stop shop to get a general idea of, you know, and a complete idea of something right. or someone.
0: Let the, let's let the record show that fluoride is not naturally occurring in water. And it was the Nazis who figured out that adding fluoride to water is a great way to keep the people docile, stupid, and apathetic such that you can more easily control, divide, and dominate them.
1: There was also no... There was no... uh, Actually, you know, that might be a fun one to look at too, is the third eye, or what I like to call the first eye. And there are studies that show negative and harmful effects with increasing fluoride and the, uh, calcification around the first eye. None of that on Wikipedia.
0: Tell us what the first eye does.
1: The first eye is your, is the first eye to develop in the gestation process. And that is the eye that, um, that sees the, in the Mm non-visible. It's light sensitive. It, it senses through light and we get to remember that the expanse of light frequencies and waves of light are much more than the ultraviolet, uh, much more than Rojibiv. because yeah. we basically see the rainbow. We all see and live in the visual rainbow. Everything that we see is organized into, you know, uh, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet, and that spectrum. That's a very, very, very minuscule part of the waves of light that create what's going on here. And so the third eye, when properly cultivated, allows us to expand the wavelengths that we're able to learn from. Um, One of my favorite applications is the sadhana of waking up at four in the morning and meditating like two hours before the sun rises because the infrared waves, which are much wider waves, travel, hit the Earth. The, infra- the infrared rays coming from the sunlight that have information, that's the energy of the day, some type of coding of the day, they are getting to Earth before the visual light does.
0: Mm, I like that. And,
1: yeah, I like that. It's kind of like getting the download. It's like, okay. These are the elements. These are the things to pay attention to today, um, and you know that's just one example. And if if we are able to explore, when we're able to explore and cultivate the the first eye, um, I imagine that that would really work on a lot of things, from technology to human communication to social fabric. To, I mean even insights, because if you look at the chakra system, the third eye is where you would receive an insight um, or some type of vision um, of what can be what, you know, these things. Yeah. And I know a lot of indigenous cultures refer to the third eye. Science recognizes that the pineal gland exists, but it's unknown. You know, one of the things that, and going back to like applied kinesiology, one of the things that uh, is like a, a trickery of words. Is there's no evidence to show this, but there also may be no evidence to not show that. You know, so this this is used often in science, where if a study has not been done specifically about something, then there's no evidence about that. That does not mean it doesn't exist or it is or it isn't. It's just that we have not gotten to that. And if we worded that. In a way that was more honest and transparent, then people I think would have even things to aspire to. As someone who's deciding what they want to do in their life, instead of getting the the wall of, oh, there's no evidence, it's not a real thing. It's like that hasn't been explored yet. Do you feel called to explore that?
0: Absolutely. I love that you said that. And also it's just such a a perversion of of the huge spectrum. The fact that if there's no evidence it doesn't exist is very left brain very masculine brain and as we were talking about before we hopped on today it's just another indication like when we talk about the imbalance between the masculine and the feminine i get really frustrated when we just talk about dudes and chicks it's so reductive it's about ways of thinking and moving through the world. So the fact that nothing exists unless the the left brain, the rational mind is quelled with evidence, um, completely discounts the existence of the right brain and intuitive knowingness and and these other more mystical means of, of honing in on things that Wikipedia and right brain, you know, rationalists like to thoroughly discount. And I also want to say that in terms of the fluoride conversation, there is not one study, there is zero existing evidence that fluoride does dick (laughs) to make the teeth healthier or to stop tooth decay. That is total bullshit. And every scientist, every dentist who said that back in the old days when they would recommend fluoride toothpaste, they were being paid to lie.
1: I had an experience of being at a dental office. Telling them that I did not want fluoride used in my cleaning, and the hygienist heard what I said. She tried to push back on it. She said, "Well, you need it," and I was like, "Nope, I don't. I don't need that. I don't." And I and I prefer not to use it. Thank you. I was being polite. Then after the cleaning, she said, "Well, we just used a little bit," and I was like, "What?" I was so upset. I don't blame you. I felt really uh, so violated. (laughs)
0: she completely you you told her straight up that you didn't consent and she completely overrode that
1: yeah i did not go back there
0: i don't blame you i
1: also left them not a nice review on yelp
0: well i think that they earned the not nice review
1: and there wasn't an apology it was like oh he just he's a quack
0: when i you know, the many times that I've examined the, the, the current state of the world, and especially the past four or five months, very often I'll land on, I'm sure most of the people who are buying this are brushing their teeth with fluoride. And I wonder if just that one thing, like how much of an effect that is having on people's ability to be so easily fleeced by such a poorly executed sham.
1: I wonder too, you know, it'd be interesting to see a study um, or at least some information and infographic I would settle for about the countries and municipalities that use fluoride and the levels that they use in their water. And then IQ levels, political, uh, you know, size of government, uh, number of entrepreneurs, amount of crime, because it does decrease crime because people feel more apathetic.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Well, it, the entire country of Israel is a no fluoride. They do not fluoridate their water. Interesting. Seattle doesn't fluoridate their water. Look what what's going on there. Los Angeles County doesn't fluoridate. Um, no, I'm thinking of glyphosates. Remove that. Take take Los Angeles County out of that.
1: Uh, Ecuador has, uh, is a, they fluoridate, they fluoridate their water they put fluoride in their water um and if you notice ecuador is like this super chill country in the middle of all of these pretty radical countries you know all of their neighboring countries are pretty can be intense but ecuador has this like the oregon of south america vibe.
0: but here's the thing they just and i don't know the answer but as far as I know fluoride makes people docile, but it also makes them more easy to control. So one of the things that we're seeing now are people being mind-controlled into being violent, mind-controlled into taking... Um,
1: That's a formula.
0: Violent action or, or actions that are working against them, right? So there's, there is the, the docile part, but there's also the, the more easily manipulated part.
1: Can I take this moment to pee so that I don't...
0: Yes, I'm gonna pause us while Justin peace.
1: Thank you. That changes things a good bit.
0: Welcome back.
1: That changes things a good bit. Um I was really I was really happy to uh, to have that opportunity. I'm gonna turn it off here because it automatically started.
0: Okay, I'm gonna so that we know. Beep.
1: So yes. Uh, that's part of the, the, un, the, I don't understand that piece so much. Um, the mind control element, and maybe it's the amount of fluoride or the type of fluoride, or maybe it's fluoride with something else. Since
0: you mentioned mind control, Wikipedia also says that mind control isn't a thing and that subliminal advertising and NLP are pseudoscience. What I love about that, I hope you're okay with me moving us along.
1: Yeah, take us there.
0: Is that all of their donors um, use subliminal advertising and NLP in how they manipulate the public to go along with their fuckery.
1: (laughs) I've noticed too when people are trained, um, what what do you call that when you're press trained, press ready? Uh, There are certain gesticulations that are associated with NLP. You know, there are certain things that you do with your hands. And I've noticed that, uh, like, for example, Bill Gates, with all of his gesticulation, if you look at videos a long time ago, had a very different way of of speaking. Um, And he has a, and whatever he's doing now seems to be working on a lot of people
0: yeah i i was listening to i don't remember like the media that is coming in right now gets it's so fast and so furious that i I don't even remember what i was listening to but someone was breaking down oh i think it was that guy charlie the who we were talking about this morning on instagram charlie ward he was talking about joe biden's uh campaign sounds exactly like Black Lives Matter. It has the same syllables and the same intonation. I don't even remember what Biden's is, but whenever Biden says it, he's programming the populace with Black Lives Matter and how conflated they are.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think once you're aware of NLP, and if you've ever taken an NLP course, which I haven't, I'm really interested in it, I think it's great and I've, I've looked at things and watched videos, but I haven't actually taken a course I don't have a piece of paper behind me in a frame that says Justin completed an NLP course."
0: Those do a lot to, to make one's life more valuable
1: mm-hmm. Come into my office I'm really good at tricking people
0: yes <laughs>
1: um, I think once you're aware of certain techniques, they don't work on you
0: right right. I don't I was a little kid cluing into my dad doing the, Danny, I'm gonna need you to, and I was like, don't, don't fucking mind control me with your you need me to do. I don't even know what you're gonna say, but just the fact that you're manipulating me has me not wanting to play your dumb game, dad.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, where you, your mind has been somehow, maybe because you grew really deep in your last life or several lives ago, your screen of discernment your filtration system came in pretty well functioning it's only gotten better
0: it's so funny you say well functioning because it doesn't it doesn't like make me well functioned in our like societal inculcated cages just as far as like an empowered autonomous being but i don't play that game super well
1: well um was it uh j krishnamurti that says uh, a being well adjusted to a sick society. Yes. Sucks. It's, not, yes, it's not. I paraphrase <laughs> I paraphrase that. Direct Being well adjusted to a sick society sucks.
0: Super um, sucks, said Krishnamurti.
1: Yeah, super well. Uh he's very eloquent. And um yeah, I I really I think that that's a, a very key step in the conscious awesome a, a ge- in our agenda. I want to have a voice effect for that.
0: Agenda conscious awesome.
1: Agenda. (laughs) Uh, I think one of the things that we can all do to better prepare ourselves and better approach um, investigation, understanding, learning, all of it, conversations, is to, well, like an NLP course, even if you just watch a Wikipedia uh, (laughs) video about NLP and just some triggers some of the gestures some of the word phrases cadence these things it's a lot easier to see it's a lot easier to see um, and then not be controlled by
0: just the you know it's very very rare that I tap into any mainstream media but when I was researching the documentary that I've been working on I would I would look up some clips that were maybe like CNN or ABC News and then whatever commercials would come on before then are generally like such a shock to my system because I'm not used to them. And the repetition of together, which we know is the, you know, the UN's special little programming word, we're in this together, we'll get through this together. And as well, what we're hearing now, this is the new normal. That's absolute programming, like and any, you know, if that's coming through your, through your commercial, then that actually is subliminal advertising. Subliminal advertising is even just seeing like a sexy girl coming on to like a guy who's wearing the right cologne. Like that is that is subliminal advertising telling you if you buy this product, you will get this hot chick. Um so just things to start to paying attention to that are that like that are coming through our screens in this weird repetition um, that are, are programming us in ways that are not serving our best interests.
1: And the, let's also just break down the word subliminal. It's just below the liminal, right? It's underneath the veil. It's behind the veil. It's almost underneath the light frequency.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I guess luminal. Liminal, luminal. Do you know the difference between the two?
0: Well, l- I'm, I mean, I'm riffing it, so no, I'm, I'm guessing but luminal feels like it has to do with light. Liminal is that sort of like in between planes, dimensions.
1: It's like a threshold.
0: Yeah, it's a threshold.
1: Yeah, I would think that the first eye detects. Be it, it's not. It's not as. Uh, it's not impeded by those thresholds.
0: If a, if the liminal is a doorway, then subliminal like kind of slips in uninvited. That's how I'm taking it to mean.
1: Yeah, there's I mean there's plenty of examples. You can you can look up um subliminal examples of advertising. And so they'll you know you can see on YouTube and they have conflicting of have conflicting uh, things coming through Wikipedia, both are owned by Google, which are owned by owned by, but well, YouTube is owned by um Google and would have invested in, by Alphabet. So um, there's like a, a bit of mindfuckery with that, where it's like they're both U D supposedly. They're they're both user generated. They're both open source, but they have conflicting information on them. Confl- One is allowed, yeah.
0: I- Also, like, just to tie in, just, you know, to help our audience, who's already super smart and already knows this, but to help them tie it together, Alphabet is a pharmaceutical corporation. Google is owned by a pharmaceutical corporation who is now... What they're putting their money into is creating these universal vaccines. So it makes sense that you would have Wikipedia discounting alternative healing modalities because were those alternative healing modalities allowed even a neutral playing field, let alone the props that they deserve, then people wouldn't be so willing to throw down for Alphabet's pharmaceuticals.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it seems very clear to me seems really obvious the way that things go It cuts into the profits cuts yep. into margins it cuts into uh business, but then there are people that could possibly be dependent on you exactly yeah um shall we move to fasting
0: yes <laughs> um do you want to talk a little about about fasting and i'll look into what they have to say about it
1: sure thing uh, fasting has been used for probably for as long as human beings have been playing with diet and engaging diet, um, or engaging their their uh, either healing in the body or consciousness expansion. Uh, fasting is an amazing tool for uh, for not just it it basically makes it so that you're not distracting or taking energy to digest and all of that energy then goes to utilize uh, towards clarity of mind um, fluidity of body there's a, a really brilliant space that you can enter a state of mind a state of body a state of emotion all of that through the fasting portal it's not easy and you know sometimes the things that are not easy uh, those are like a natural boundary it's 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 just a natural boundary so usually a couple like maybe the second and third day of fasting is a challenge is the most challenging because emotionally your body is starting to um, kind of cleanse out its reactionary It's reactionary to, I need food. If I don't eat food, I'm going to die. And then uh, angry and uh, hangry, all of these things, blood sugar levels. Getting over that hump, there's this pulse of clarity. Don't need to sleep as much, for myself at least. Um, Just having an abundance of energy that is coming from within, which is so potent. No caffeine needed So, um, yeah, fasting has been used for religious, you know, for um, ascending states, for reaching spirit, for connection, for so many things. And right now it's being touted, uh, like intermittent fasting has gotten a little traction in the last few years. It's a little bit different.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit different and it's still... I mean it just definitely does a body good especially for things that are kind of tricky to heal uh for me i'm a big faster and sometimes when there are things that are lingering and you know my body's just you know having a prolonged imbalance a fast will clean it up because all that energy that had been going into masticating digesting assimilating that's all freed up to just heal. When you think of how many times a day that we eat and all the energy that it takes, the various organs and systems to break it down and to utilize it and you take that off the table, then the things that are, you know, the body has energy to give attention to things that are lingering. It's especially great for inflammatory issues as well. Uh, Gandhi was a big faster. A lot of spiritual leaders were really into fasting uh, this is what Wikipedia has to say about fasting. Some practitioners of alternative medicine provoke cleansing the body through fasting. The concept is quackery with no scientific basis for its rationale or efficacy.
1: Uh, Okay, I believe it.
0: Thank you, Wikipedia! Um... They really like the word quackery, which I think is funny because it's such an antiquated word. Like I do not hear anyone in, in my modern day meanderings using the word quackery. But much like pseudoscience, it's a favorite of of user generated Wikipedia. It's so interesting that all these like anonymous volunteers happen to have the same vocabulary.
1: That is very uh they must all tend you are I imagine, with where the word quackery came from?
0: No. Please illuminate me.
1: It actually, it's super interesting. So back in the day, um, back in the day, dentists would fill teeth with silver. Back in the day. And um, there were... uh, a group of dentists. Once we found, we started playing with mercury, mm-hmm. um, which was which would behave similar to silver as a filling, or as a kind of it was cheaper than silver, and so you could use it in conjunction with silver to fill teeth. And so they called it quicksilver, or quicksilver turned into a quack. Okay, so like the dentists that were using mercury and silver to fill teeth. Became quacks. It became quacks because it was quicksilver. So it was just like quick quack kind of a thing. And so, which is interesting because it got flipped on its head because that became so ubiquitous in dentistry, we're using mercury and fillings. But the terminology uh, refers to something that is like a shoddy fix, basically, or a cheap fix, um, which uh, then got flip to mean anyone who's an alternative dentist or holistic dentist becomes a quack because they're not using mercury and silver, basically. It's a, it's a very interesting... A lot of health stuff actually comes you know through like Weston A. Price, for example, through dental arts, through dental science.
0: I did not know that.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of information about fasting also through dental... Because there's so much information in the teeth.
0: Oh, that's right.
1: That's a whole other episode.
0: Um, And there are a lot of doctors these days. Like I know Alejandro Jünger, who's a friend of mine from back in the day. He wrote a book. Well, he has his name on a book that, uh, <laughs> that someone wrote for him called Clean. That's all about the power of fasting. And he's an established Western cardiologist. And he knows very well the healing powder fa- power of fasting and i know i mean it's also kind of big in the in the like tim ferris asprey that like optimal wellness movement as well like anyone uh, yeah. who knows dick about health knows how great fasting is
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's also not a very difficult thing to test if we were actually interested in finding some truth about it where you would you can conduct a scientific method experiment to know the benefits of such a thing. But if you were to do that, then that would, that would be um, alter, ulterior to the motives um, of those who are alleging to be in charge.
0: Right. Lisa, you have God on your list. Did they call God pseudoscience?
1: No, uh, not pseudoscience, but um, it was just an interesting, it was an interesting uh, entry. It went. It was mostly. It it said basically, we're gonna just talk about uh, monotheistic God. It, I mean, it's a big topic. I was like, I wonder how long long even this Wikipedia is. It's not the longest. It just kind of goes through uh, theological approaches. It has a few different faiths. Some creation story stuff. Um, it's a little bit counter to some of the things that I've researched, like uh, Zoroastrianism being the first monotheistic uh, religion. It's, it covers Zoroastrianism, but it gives it one, two, three sentences. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it, it seems to kind of objectify the, the thing as something separate. Um, it's, it really just puts it in the state of using the mind to, to understand something that is not understandable by the mind. So I put it up there, but then I, it was a little bit, uh, broad. It was a little broad. It didn't really give me, it's not like I read the Wikipedia. I'll tell you what, I learned a lot more about God from drinking two ounces of ayahuasca than reading the Wikipedia entry.
0: Yeah, I think, yes. (laughs) I think anyone
1: who's (laughs) sipped
0: of the sacred vine also has that experience. And it's also that the people who wrote the Wikipedia have never (laughs) explored their consciousness or explored spirituality or anything beyond third dimensional indoctrination.
1: That's an interesting piece, just looking at the rise in um, psychedelic therapies. And seeing how because there's a little bit of a gold rush, there's a lot of money to be made in treating addiction and treating uh, all kinds of you know, depression, these things, through using psychedelics. There's, Based on who is talking about it at different conferences and talks that I've listened to, you can, I, I can tell who has actually had firsthand experience and who is totally new to this and realizes that there's money to be made in this new market
0: oh of course that's what's so interesting you and i've had so many conversations about this of watching people who have you know established platforms and then they they go to peru once and now all of a sudden because they've had one experience they they're they're the expert they know what they're talking about they're they're the ones to lead it someone who has had one experience and then i also love the the sort of heady academics who write these books about consciousness from the standpoint of the books that they've read, but they haven't explored their consciousness themselves. Um, Our our world is very silly.
1: It, it, to me, it's easy. If someone doesn't have, it's like, it's like going to a, a university and having a junior high school teacher or something, you know, it's like, obviously this is not the right fit. This is not who I want to go learn from about this topic. You yeah. know, I just did pull up on Wikipedia is human design, which I thought would Pseudo be an science, interesting right? one. Yeah, Uh Yeah, that's the first sentence. Human design is a pseudoscience, and this is great. Combining astrology, the I Ching, Kabbalah, and the chakras. Uh-huh. Um, hey, you nailed it. Actually, <laughs> it this, the whole entry is uh, two small paragraphs, maybe eight sentences. Um, you know, and it's, there's just these, like, that's a, like, super helpful for people to understand proper use of energy, where their oh, challenges, where their are. But energy spots is also are.
0: a pseudoscience. So right away, helping people to understand something that doesn't exist. According to Wikipedia, energy isn't a thing.
1: Let's do, um, on, on, on that tip too, uh, the amazing, wikipedia entry for Nassim harameen
0: the one that doesn't exist <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, for our listeners who are not familiar with Nassim harameen he is uh, a brilliant self-taught physicist who um who is a uh is he's an anomaly he's an anomaly as a human being uh kind of savant in certain ways um and has pulled together science in a different viewpoint that calls into question a lot of the foundational beliefs and assumptions of science, and has answered and filled in those assumptions. He has gone to several science, you know, he gets his papers peer reviewed, he goes through the ringer. He's a a world famous scientist with a huge research lab and a school And definitely someone who you would think would be in Wikipedia, but um, is seemingly absent. I don't even know if Wikipedia knows how to describe Nassim Harmein.
0: Well, according to one of your uh, compound mates, they have submitted multiple Wikipedia entries on Nassim that, that Wikipedia continues to take down.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's also an interesting thing for an open source for an open source uh, platform. Open
0: source open to take source down. Pseudoscience. <laughs> open source should be on the pseudoscience list.
1: Open source is pseudoscience. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna bring up QAnon because that's obviously gonna be a, a field day on Wikipedia.
0: Well just doing some popcorn psychoanalysis that's a pseudo science pseudoscience?
1: wow pseudoscience really it-
0: doesn't exist not a real thing uh it said it has been controversial since its inception and it is considered pseudoscience by some um myers-briggs fake Law of attraction, pseudoscience, hypnotherapy, pseudoscience, Feldenkrais, bullshit, EMDR, not a thing.
1: Lucid dreaming is, a, is actually a thing uh, that is not disputed on. What?
0: They're giving it the real thing? Uh, any link between autism and vaccines is of course a pseudoscience. Shiatsu, pseudoscience, meridians, qigong, rolfing, osteopathy, oil pulling. Oil pulling, I think, is interesting because I like how anything that doesn't come from, like, a Western European culture is just bullshit. So you're going to tell, like, tens and thousands of years of, of East Indian Wellness—that that's just freaking bullshit.
1: I don't know where we uh, where we dropped off there. I took a picture of your face because it was lucid dreaming is is listed as valid in Wikipedia, and you went and then it froze right there.
0: Oh, I and didn't even. Just re- came, I was talking for like a, the whole time, so I didn't realize <laughs> that we had dropped out.
1: Um, which is okay. So that's interesting because how are you verifying? how to verify lucid dreaming in a scientific method.
0: Wait, so they're saying lucid dreaming is real, which I also agree. I'm, I'm a little embarrassed to say that I agree with Wikipedia, and let's be authentic. Uh,
1: lucid dream is a dream during which the dreamer is aware that they are dreaming. During, lucid, during a lucid dream, the dreamer may gain some amount of control over the dream characters, narrative, and environment. However, this is not actually necessary for the dream to be described as lucid. Lucid dreaming has been studied and reported For many years, prominent figures from ancient to modern times have been fascinated by lucid dreams and have sought ways to better understand their causes and purpose. Many different theories have emerged as a result of scientific research on the subject and have been shown in pop culture. Further developments in psychological research have pointed to ways in which this form of dreaming may be utilized as a form of sleep therapy. That's like a legit... But that's like a legit... That's like what I would think that's the type of approach i would think
0: well because lucid dream dreaming must not be in conflict with any of their like products or plans right it's not it's not discrediting some sort of vaccine they have down the her- horizon or some sort of radiation treatment that they want to profit off of
1: though it it may become a pseudoscience if some medical medicine or vaccine to treat like nightmares or things like that appear, mm-hmm. because uh, lucid dreaming has been attributed to helping people with uh, with dealing with uh, you know night terrors and these things. Uh, you know something that I just that just uh, arrived at in this very moment. There, it seems to be an anonymous. You know, open source actually is kind of more of an anonymous thing. Do we, do we get to know who is editing these things in, uh, in Wikipedia?
0: I don't know enough about it to know, but it's someone who's very fond of the word pseudoscience and who clearly likes to write about things that they don't believe in. Like, I'm not really a fan of football, so I wouldn't put any effort into writing a Wikipedia entry on football. Just doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah, it's, um, it says there's 128,582 active contributors this past month.
0: Uh, see, the problem is I don't believe anything they say anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: They lost um, at uh, aspartame poisoning, because that's also pseudoscience. <laughs> wow now that might be pseudoscience because what does pfizer make it does
1: I think dupont or something like that
0: DuPont, yeah um
1: i don't actually know but that sounds right um yeah
0: yeah their their thing on aspartame ends with the weight of its existing scientific evidence indicates that aspartame is safe as a non-nutritive sweetener well, yeah. thank you, Wikipedia. I'm gonna go buy buy some sweet and low.
1: I think we could continue doing this. There's so many things. Um...
0: So many things. I encourage our viewers, our loyal, conscious, awesome tribe, just type Wikipedia pseudoscience into your search browser and have a great belly laugh. Yeah,
1: I wonder... Um... I wonder if this deserves... This is just kind of a fun topic because it gives us an ability to just riff on different things, different topics. Um, I think it also gives our audience a little bit of, a, of an idea of how we view and question things. What are our filters and our skeptical... You know, The freedom to be skeptical is one that we still have. Let's use it. Let's. Yes. Uh, I think we could probably wrap it up here and just give thanks give thanks for our audience members i give thanks to you dk and i give thanks to the the effort that has gone into um you know all of the things that are marked as pseudoscience and all of the uh you know just plugging forward and leaning forward into uh the work that y'all are doing everyone who's working in the pseudoscience categories yes, uh, because it doesn't make it easier when, uh, when there's an uphill battle or, you know, the dominant narrative is trying to discredit you left and right. So I, I appreciate um, everyone go and find some pseudoscience that you align with and practice it. This is important. Uh, we don't want these things to be uh, slowly eroded. Be a super lunatic.
0: Be a super lunatic and drop in the comment box what your favorite Wikipedia pseudoscience is.
1: Awesome. Thank you, thank you, DK, thank you, audience. Thanks, guys. Have an awesome, amazing day! And uh, as DK likes to sign off, you are omniscopic. How do you, can you finish it? I love how you say it.
0: Uh, what do I say? <laughs> you are om. Um, um, thanks amazing. for remembering that every word matters and that you are omniscopic amazingness.
1: <laughs> love that. <laughs> that! I love it. <laughs>
0: Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. Be sure to give it a like to share it with your nearest and dearest. And remember to subscribe to the channel so that you don't miss a single episode of your very favorite podcast, Word Up with Danny Katz. We'll see you soon, tribe.